0: Welcome to King of Glory's Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoyed this week's encouraging message. For more information, please visit kingofglorycc.com. Well, listen, we're going to jump into this thing. And um, I'll tell you what, before we get started, I'm going to ask you to make a confession with me. I want you to repeat after me. This is the day that the the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. I am crucified with Christ. Christ. Nevertheless, I live. live. Yet not I, I. but Christ lives by faith in me. me. I am in him, him. and his word dwells richly in me. me. I am blessed. I am am healed. I am am delivered. I delivered. I I have been set free. Sickness cannot dwell in me. For the, days, for the number of my days, my God will fulfill. My God will fulfill. Sin, cannot me. Sin cannot dominate me, for I'm an child of God, I am an anointed child of God, and Jesus Christ is my Lord. I have been, been redeemed from the curse of the law. I am an overcomer, I am an overcomer. For, greater for greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I am more than a conqueror because of his love for me. And today, I know that no weapon that is formed against me will prosper. And every tongue that rises against me in judgment shall be condemned. This is my heritage, and my righteousness is from the Lord. Amen. 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 <laughs> <gasps> Hallelujah. I tell you what, open up your Bibles to Psalms 23. <laughs> Glory. I hope this is going to be okay. I'm going to try to. We're going we're to hit it. Hallelujah. I want to ask you a question. I'm going to start out here and I'm going to ask a question. Uh, have you ever been at the wrong place, at the wrong time. (laughs) Or the right place at the wrong time. Well, I want to talk to you today about being at the right place, at the right time, all the time. Now, 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 I'm gonna I'm gonna share this with you because I want you to I want you God is this has been something that God is, God shared with me um, um, several months ago and it's continued to stir, stir in this and this is this place of where um, it it changes our mindset if we can understand that it is possible to be at the right place at the right time all the time. Anybody interested in learning this? Amen, amen, amen. Because I'm telling you, it takes away a whole lot. You know, I mean, it takes away a whole lot of stuff when you don't have to figure out whether you're at the right place or not. <laughs> and then if you can come to that place of understanding that the place where I'm at, I'm supposed to be here, so I'm at the right time, I'm supposed to be here. And then if you can understand that because, oh, I'm getting ahead of myself. Let me, let me pull back a little bit. Glory be to God. (laughs) Uh, We're going to start in in a very familiar chapter in in the Bible, Psalms 23, and most of us um, know this and can recite it along with me and everything, but I kind of want to begin to point out some things in this and and see where the Holy Spirit just leads us and takes this. This is a Psalm of David, and I'm going to start out with verse one. It says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures, right place, right time. He leads me beside still waters, he restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness, for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, right place, right time. I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod, your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the, presence of, in, the presence, in the presence of my enemies. Right place, right time. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord. Right place, right time forever all the time i'm telling you there's a there is there not there's i don't want to even use the word possibility because i want i want to move us past this i want you to understand that there's a place of dwelling that we're supposed to be that if we can if we can understand it changes our perspective about every situation everywhere we go everything we we then begin a we get a new revelation about it and and we start looking forward to certain things that other folk dread i'm talking about right place right time see see when he says and it's and it's easy for us to to understand right place right time when he says when he says he makes me to lie down in green pastures you begin to think about that, and you, and when you close your eyes and you think about, and you think about that, you right place, right time. But then when he, but then when he comes down and he says, he says, but yea, though I walked through the, through the valley of the shadow of death. We don't necessarily see that as right place, right time. But I want you to understand that this is exactly what this is, because 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 here's this thing. We understand that the valley of the shadow of death, that that. There are some translations that actually define that as this. It, it, it was a, is basically, it's a narrow passageway, path through, and it's dark, and it's a, and it's a place, and it's a place where it easily can be, can where the enemy, the enemy can come in and ambush, and you could die. And we know fear, that fear that comes up, and it says, it says in the very next. Verse, I will fear no evil. The only reason that there's that place of fear is death. And we understand that there, without death, there's no fear. Because all fear is derived from that place. And so, but, but to know that I can be in this dark place, this place where the enemy seems to have the advantage, and I can be in that place and understand that, that because I'm there, it's the right place. And because I'm there, it's the right time. And because I'm there, I'm in the right place, the right time, all the time. Why? Because of who's with me. And I want you to, want you to catch this. This is, this is going to be a very simple word, but I'm telling you, if we, if we grasp this piece of this word, It changes our perspective in in our encounters with people. It changes our our perspective about situations that that actually take place in our lives. So many times, I don't know if you have ever ever encountered something that seemed like it was going to break you that you didn't know if you could actually go through. But but somewhere, somewhere in our our teachings or hearing somebody say something, and and this has been a scripture that's probably, or a phrase that's been misquoted so many times in different ways, but, but you know, the Lord did never put more on you than you can bear, you know. See some of these young folks look at me. Ain't never heard nobody say that. <laughs> no, but but see but, but see the real see see see. But the realization of this is that I'm telling you that that re, that because of whose you are, there's nothing, there's nothing that you can't go through and overcome. See, a few weeks ago, I I, I taught a message about uh, about about that, that the Lord will make a way out of no way. And, and, and when I was teaching this, the part of what I was teaching was this. It was that, it was that we come to obstacles in our lives and, and, and roadblocks in our lives and we can't see a way. We can't see a way around it. we can't see a way. But for the Lord, there's no way that's not a way. See, so because it's him, there's always a way. Even when you don't know that there's a way, there's a way. And so by understanding that, I don't necessarily stand at obstacles obstacles anymore and look at obstacles as, well, there's no way. Because I understand who's with me. And by understanding who's with me, I, I then can know there's always a way. (laughs) because because God never looks at a situation and says that there's no way. Wait a minute, wait a minute. I want you to catch that. I want you to hear me here. Here, listen. We may see something and say there's no way. There's nothing that's ever been presented to God and he says no way. So are are you hearing me? I mean, I want you to understand Nothing is impossible for him. Nothing is impossible for him, and so there's never a situation that could ever arise that God would say, "Ha, ah, no way." <laughs> well, thought they thought that could have happened, but ain't no way now. You know, man, he messed that thing up really bad, didn't he? Whoo, tell you what. Tell y'all what, let's just find somebody else for that, because he can't hear no way. Nah, God doesn't do that. God doesn't do that. So every situation, there's a way. Every circumstance, God, I'm telling you, there's a way. And so if we come to this and we can understand this just at that simplicity, at the simplicity of of just that that there's nothing too hard for God. There's nothing that can't be accomplished. That God God always has a way. Now I'm going to parallel some stuff because I want to bring us here because I want us to understand if that's the case and I know that God's... Oh, I'm going ahead of myself. Let me stop. Let me back up a little bit. Let me me come back a little bit. I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm getting a little happy. See, (laughs) hmm, See, a lot of times when when we think about this concept of right place, right time, and especially right place, right time all the time, we we didn't think of heaven. See what I'm saying? Because for for us, in in our way of thinking and the way we've been taught, that's the place we're striving for. We're we're striving to get to this place. To where, because in our minds, we realize, and I think we have this understanding, that heaven, right place, and because I'm there, it's right time. You know, and it's gonna be right, right all the time. So you know I'm saying and so we think of that as heaven, but I'm telling you that there's a desire. Of, uh, turn with me over to um, yeah, I don't got ahead of myself. Y'all, well, for for if, for, the, for y'all that's this is the first time y'all ever heard me, yeah, this is what you get. For everybody else that heard me before, yeah, this is usual. So he's gonna kind of go with this. See, right place, right time, all the time, and see, Jesus desired this for us. I want you to catch this because I'm, I'm telling you because because I'm um, because. I, 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 can, I, can, I can hear somebody saying this in their head. They ain't caught this yet, and so they're, so they're still trying to come up with scenarios that's not the right place, right time. I know what you're doing. I know what you're doing, but I'm going to help you because I want you to understand, understand that, that if God's there, it's the right place. If God's there, it's the right time. Right place, right time. If I was to ask you this question, do, can you ever think of a time in Scripture where Jesus showed up, wrong place, wrong time? What about, what about when they tried to throw him off, off the cliff? Wrong place, wrong time? Hmm. What about when, what about when he just finished praying and the soldiers show up and they arrest him and they charge him, wrong place, wrong time? See, just because he's there, it was the right place, right time. So even what we would have, have viewed as wrong place, wrong time, because Jesus is there, it's right place, right time. <sighs> come on, come on, come on, come on. <laughs> I'ma tell y'all, I'ma I'm, I'm roll this thing out here slow. It's just gonna roll out here real slow, then it's gonna boom, and you're gonna get it. I'm telling you, because if you, can, if you can grab this with me, what ends up happening is this is what happens, is then you begin to understand that that scenario that I thought, wrong place, wrong time, because God's here with me, it, it now has to turn into right place, right time. Why? Because Jesus is here. Because Jesus is here. Right place, right time. See, over in Luke chapter 11, I think that's, did I tell y'all to go there? I didn't, did I? Okay, my fault. I was already there, so... It's okay, I don't know why y'all so slow, but it's okay. I'm gonna let you catch up. I'm gonna let you catch up, come on. All right. So, I'm gonna start with verse two. Again, another familiar passage. I want you to catch this. It says, actually, I'll start with verse one. It says, now it came to pass as he was praying in a certain place when he sees that one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray. As John also taught his disciples, so he said to them, when you, pr- when you pray, say, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our sins for we, for we also forgive everyone who is indebted to us and do not lead us and do not lead us into temptation but deliver us from the evil one. In verse 2 it says your kingdom come. So when you pray your kingdom come. Now I want to I want to stop here just for a second cuz I want to I want to talk about the kingdom. See, Jesus taught the gospel of the kingdom. Now, a simple a simple way for me, and this is how I apply it to me, is 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 this, is that is that God's God's will and his way of doing doing things. Whatever it is. Whatever it is, that's the kingdom of God. I want the kingdom of God to come in every situation. In 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 a situation, in situations of um that 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 and how I relate to my wife, or, or, or even how I relate to my son, how I re, how I relate to other people. I want the kingdom of God to come. I want God to be glorified there. I want Him to be glorified. I want to maximize God there. I want His will and His way of doing things there. God, I, God, I want to be. I want you to be glorified in my relationships. I want you to be glorified in my actions. This is why for me it's, it's, it's real simple. Um, um, I I I appreciate what what Pastor Sam was saying. I actually he started saying some things. I, I started started looking around because I was trying to figure out who, who who was in who he was talking about, because <laughs> it sounded so good. Um, but but for me I've I have i i am I'm at this place to where where I believe that God desires everyone, everyone. People have asked me many times, what, what, are, you, what are you called to do? I said, my calling is real, is real simple. I'm called to love people. I'm called, to, I am, to I, 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 so the simplest form, I'm called to love people. I believe that God has a purpose and plan for each and every individual, regardless of who they are. That they were created uniquely with God, with God planning that that purpose on the inside of them. And that God's called me to love them so that the purpose that he could be glorified. Well, how is God glorified in the midst of that? Is if they can begin to see themselves the way that he sees them and living out their purpose and their destiny. See, to me, my call is real simple. I get to go love people. I mean, it's, I, I don't have to make it some, some really major thing. It's I get to love people. And so here, so, the, so in doing that, because in order for the kingdom of God to be made manifest in our lives, all we have to do is to be willing to allow God, his will and his way of doing things to operate in our lives in every single moment. It's a, I'm, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to let you know this. It's a choice because the kingdom of God has come. The kingdom of God has come. The Bible tells us this. This is this is what um, this is what um, when when Jesus was asked this question by 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 the Sadducees, and they asked him this question, they said they said, "When will the kingdom of God come?" He said. The kingdom of God will not come with observation. You will not be able to say, see here, see there is the kingdom. Because in their mind, they were waiting on the kingdom of God to be established so that there was a king and and an established kingdom because this is how they saw kingdom. And Jesus said, the kingdom of God is within you. God's will and his way of doing things has already come. So I'm going to take this a little further because I want you to hear this and I want you to understand this, that wherever you go, the kingdom goes with you. God's will and his way of doing things goes right along with you because God's kingdom has been established within you. Now, how do we access that, love? I'm telling you, it's love. Love. I remember going to seminars about the kingdom of God and everything and trying to figure out these, these five steps to, to, to enter into the kingdom and all of this stuff, man, forget all of that. Man, if I love right, I'm right. It's really that simple. It's love. And so in order to access the kingdom, I gotta be willing to love right. And I'm telling you, wherever I go, the kingdom of God goes. Right place, right time, all the time. See, if, go with me back into Matthew chapter 19. Oh, I'm gonna slow down a little bit. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Matthew chapter 19. Because I want you to I, I give you, I, I want to show you, because I don't know about you, but I've now been able to understand that I've, I've been at the right place at the right time and still missed it. It's possible. It's very possible to be at the right place at the right time and still miss it. Matthew 19. I'm going to start with verse, I'm going to start with verse 16. It says, now behold, one came and said to him, good teacher, what, what, good, thing, what good thing shall I do that I may inherit eternal life? He said to him, why do you call me good? No one is good but, but one, that is God. But, but if you want to enter into life, keep, if you want to enter into life, keep, keep the commandment. He said to him, which ones? Jesus said, you shall not murder, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not steal, you shall not bear false witnesses. Honor your father and your mother and you shall love your neighbor as yourself. The young man said to him, all these things I have kept from my youth. What, what, do, I, what do I still lack? Jesus said to him, if you want to be perfect, go sell what you, what you have and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven and come follow me. But when the young man heard that saying, he went away sorrowful for he had great possessions. And then Jesus said to his disciples, uh, disciples, surely I say to you that it is hard for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. And again, I say to you, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God. I'm gonna stop right there. So we, so we, so we, we understand the story. So here's this man, he comes and he, he, he starts out and he calls and he asks, he says, what good thing must I do? What, can, what do I need to do in, in order to inherit eternal life? Do I need to go knock on enough, enough doors? You know, that, is there some works that I can do so that I can be made okay, so that I can inherit eternal life? What are those good things that I do? So I want you all to understand, society has fallen into this place to where they, where there's this belief that if you do enough good, it cancels out your bad, you know, as if there's going to be at some point, some day, you know, and, and actually um, um, heard this not too long ago, and um, it, that, um, that there's going to be some, um, some tally sheet that's going to be in heaven so when you get to heaven, as long as you're good outweigh your bad that means you get to come in Yeah, don't worry like that y'all, y'all know that right I mean, y'all know that y'all, I, y'all really do know that. That's that, that that's not it you get in because your name's in the book you don't get to go plead your case and get to sit there and say well my name gotta be there See, I did this, I did this, I did this. Yeah, I know I did that too, but, but I did this. It's not about that. And, so, and so, in, in, so, so here's this young man, and he wants to know what are the good things he can do in to inherit eternal life. Jesus said, listen, man, just go keep the commandments. He said, well, I've done all of that. Right place, I'm saying, right place, right time. And then he missed it, he missed it. Here he is standing there, standing there, asking Jesus a question, Jesus is answering the question, right place, right time. But the answer caused him to choke, and he turns around and says, ah, oh, I can't do that. So he misses him. And I don't want us to, I don't want us to make, make fun of him because I want us to understand we, we do that. We miss those times. Because we don't recognize that Jesus is right in the midst of us, right there. Right there with us, walking this thing out so to the point to where we can then understand I'm, a, I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. Even if I end up at a place that I think is the wrong place, because Jesus is with me, he can make it the right place. <sighs> So I don't have to get stuck in that. I don't know how many times you have been, have been stuck by a bad decision. And you beat yourself up or, or, over a bad decision. I'll share something, something about me. Bad decisions for me, and, and, I, and, I, use, and I ask God about this because I, there are times in my life where I know I've made bad decisions that have led to bad choices to bad consequences, okay? And I've been forgiven of those things, right? But something happens, reminds me of that. And I literally have a physical response when I'm reminded of it. It messes with me. And I start asking God, God why is that? What's going on right there? It's like my stomach is almost like butterflies but not good butterflies. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it pinches, and, I, and then I have some kind of, uh, you know, like, I, I don't, it's just, when I think about that bad decision that led to bad consequences. And, and it bothers me there. And then I learned, and then I, and, and, and so when I ask God, I say, God, what is that? What is that? And it just, and, and I, I kept asking, what is that? You know, because I'm trying to get away from that feeling. Really fast, but i don 't like how it feels. I mean some of y'all may like pain i don't like pain, so things, things that discomfort me i don 't really want to get involved in so i'm I have this whole pain avoidance thing that I do you know now nah, if it looks like it's going to hurt i don 't want to do it so i don 't jump out of airplanes and i don't I don't bungee jump i don't do it i don't do those kind of things because they look like it could hurt. just common sense for me i don't know you know I have a rule i don't I try not to go, go, try not to go higher than I can jump. My rule. Um, So some people ask, well don't you get on airplanes and fly? I forget I'm on the airplane. (laughs) I really do, y'all think I'm joking, I really do. I don't look out the window. It's not that I'm afraid to, it's just it's one of those things that's mentally like, you know what, maybe I wasn't supposed to be here right now. But I don't mind planes because I fly all the time. I really don't, I just, I I don't enjoy them like I used to, but I I don't mind planes. But the reality for me is that I, I, I avoid pain, you know. But I am also, my thought process is if the plane crash and I die, I'm good. So I don't really think about it. So I know I'm at the right place, right time. I don't really think about it from that standpoint. Some people don't fly out of fear. <laughs> well, okay. I felt like I just stomped somebody's toes and they mad at me. You know, I'm, sorry. I'm sorry, didn't mean to. You know, but I'm just telling you, if you get on the plane, you're at the right place. As long as Jesus, they're with you. Now I really I'm going to tell you man, this is this is this is this is for real. This is for real. If Jesus don't get on that plane, I ain't getting on it. I'm just telling you. That that should be your that should be your standard. If Jesus don't get on that plane, don't get on that plane. That, that part's free. Just letting you know. I mean, you know, I mean, if I was Delta or American Airlines, I would actually make a slogan. Everywhere we go, Jesus goes with us. He's on the plane. He's on the plane. Fly with us, you fly with Jesus. That's how I would, I mean, you know what I'm saying? That's the kind of thing I would do. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Kill everybody's fears. So, so here's this young man. He goes to Jesus, and he, first off, he, he calls him good. Well, he, he calls him good teacher. Now, I don't know about you all, but y'all remember over in Mark, what was Mark chapter 10, I think it was, and, and someone referenced Jesus as, as good teacher, and Jesus says, "Why do you call me good? Ain't nobody good. There's only one good, and it's God." For years, that scripture baffled me because I didn't understand. I mean, Jesus he just called you good. I mean, He didn't do anything wrong, and you rebuke it on this. And then, but 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 this this guy did the same thing that the other guy did because what he did is he he measured. Goodness by his own experiences. Oh, I want you, I'm gonna help you here. I'm gonna help you here. See, see, God is good. Period. Exactly. All the time. God is good. All the time. There's <laughs> everything about God is good. there's not one moment he's not good but when we talk about good in re- we we would have a tendency to measure good and when we and when and, and if we haven't got the revelation that God is good all the time what ends up happening is that when we enter into a situation that 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 is uncomfortable we then begin to measure God's goodness based on that situation You know, God is good as long as, as, long as I, I am healed in my body. But all of a sudden, if the doctor says that I'm, that it, if the doctor says I have a disease, is he still good? The answer is yes, he is. There's not one moment in time, there's not one moment in, in all of eternity that God has never not been good. And there won't be any moment in eternity future, that he's not good. So now we're talking about good God. Now, come on now. Good God. Good God. That's, that's what we're talking about. Good God. Was in was in California a few weeks ago out in San Diego, and me and my wife, and we, um, um, we went to Babola um, Park, and, and so we're walking around there, and, 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 and I realize I'm a little different. I realize that. I, and I, but I embrace my differences because I know my uniqueness came from God. And so he made me like this. And so we're walking around, and there's thousands of people, right? And, and set up in these different places are these people got these little booths and stands, and, and they got these different um, people um, um, touting their religion and um, you know so you go through and there's this one and, and they were there um, having, having to do with um, um, having to do with um, um, basically the trading of organs and there's this kind of thing then I walk another one and there was the Jehovah Witnesses. They had their thing there. And apparently I'm on some watch list because they avoid me like the plague everywhere I go. It's like I'm out in California and they knew who I was and they, were, they don't want to, I think that's him, I think that's him, kind of thing. I, you know, I, 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 I believe there are seminars that have me pictured in them. Um, but, and then, but then I'm, we're walking back through and there's these group of Muslim men and they got this thing up, and they got, this, they got this one sign that there's no way in the world, anybody that knows me knew I couldn't walk by that. No, I couldn't walk by that and just mind my own business. <laughs> I go, and I see this sign, and it says, it says, Jesus, Jesus is a Muslim. So, you, I, I can't walk by that. And, you know, and so my wife, she needs to run to the restroom and everything, and she looks at me like, come on, really? We want to go. I want to go see. I said, I can't just go by this. I got to stop. So I stopped and I said, hey, um, I saw your sign. Yeah, 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 yeah. I "Um, I said, so prove that. And he says, and the guy, and there's three of them standing there, and they says, Well, you know, was Jesus a servant? He said, Yeah. Was Jesus, Jesus submissive to his father? Yes. But he's a Muslim. I said, I said, come on, man. I said, for real. I said, because your other son over here, you got him, you, you got him as a prophet, a prophet with with Abraham, Muhammad, and, and everybody else. You got him listed there. I said, listen, let me explain to you. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus was not a Muslim. Jesus is Lord. I said, so let me explain. So I go into this whole thing, and, 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 it, and it was actually a very good conversation. You know, it was a very good conversation, but yeah, I just could not, not let that go. I'd have not been good forever. I'd have had to go back. <laughs> To San Diego and figure out, I just can't let that go. But the reality of it is, is this is that Jesus is Lord. And 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 here's what here's what is taking place. And I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to bring this thing in just just a little bit. See, if you understand that you have Jesus, (laughs) other people may not know that they they may not know Jesus but if you have made Jesus the Lord of your life and you have Jesus and then you know that Jesus has never shown up anywhere at the wrong place at the wrong time and you got Jesus everywhere you go has to be right place right time now if that doesn't help you change your perspective about life because even when there's difficulties inside of a relationship all I want is Jesus because I know if Jesus shows up he can make a way out of no way <laughs> even if my finances are wrecked and I don't know how things are going to get done I can if Jesus is there he makes a way out of no way. So what seemed to be the wrong place becomes the right place. What seemed to be the wrong time becomes the right time. And because of that, I now have the realization, it is, it is, I am walking by revelation, revelation that literally says this to me. I can be at the right place at the right time all the time. Because wherever I go, Jesus goes with me, and he's never shown up at the wrong place at the wrong time. Man, come on now. Because I'm, I'm telling you, as simple as this word is, and I want you to understand, this isn't, this, this isn't some major revelatory thing. This, I mean, well, I guess it really is. It's, it's, it's really that simple. So much so to the point to where the, the confidence in that God's got me, God's got this. God's got this situation. I've said this many times before, that that the thing that the enemy hates concerning you is this, is that the enemy absolutely hates you because you're everything that he always wanted to be and never could. He wanted to be, he wanted to be God. And God comes and creates you in his image and in his likeness. God gave you the ability to be able to to choose. He didn't have all that. He wants. He wanted what you have. And then the thing that he's most afraid of is your tomorrows. He's afraid you're gonna get the revelation that you understand that I got God, I got Jesus, I'm okay. And the the worst thing that the enemy could do to you, I want you to catch this. And this this part, I'm I'm, I'm a. I'm going to try to end with two pages of notes left. Um, uh, Sorry. Sorry. (laughs) See, the thing that I know that the enemy is afraid of, he's afraid that you're going to get this revelation. Afraid that you're going to approach every situation, every circumstance. Afraid that you're going to go out and share the truth of God's love with people. So much so to the point that they they get the truth of the revelation that God loves them. He's afraid that you're going to, that that's what's going to happen. And in understanding this, in understanding that God himself, God himself shows up everywhere you go. You take God Everywhere. So then, the worst case scenario that the enemy could do is kill you. But he can only kill the flesh, which turns out to be the best case scenario for you. <laughs> Come on. Come on, good. Think about it. His worst case becomes your best case. You know what I'm saying? So why am I afraid of somebody that the worst that they could do to me is cause me to enter into my best? <sighs> that's all you got? I mean, literally, that's, that's, that, that should be our attitude towards it. That's it? That's all you got? Yeah. Because the, because the revelation for us is that if I'm walking out my days that God has ordained for me to have, and I'm walking in my house by loving people and by, and by everything that stands in my way, I understand, man, that thing is there, but I'm in the right place at the right time, so that means that that thing, that thing has to bow. It cannot stand. That situation will not overtake me. And, 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 and my best-case scenario... is I'm with Jesus, I'm with him now. My best case scenario, I want y'all to understand this, I walk out of this in, in, into my glorified body, and some of y'all ain't seen my glorified body, I want y'all to understand, I, just, I, I have a revelation about, I mean, you know, you know, about my body, it's like, man, that thing that I get to put on, oh man. Oh goodness gracious! It is so fine. It is like, man. Oh my goodness gracious! I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, I, I just get chills thinking about it, man. Cause it, it fits right. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you know what I'm saying? You know, some people just hoping for a six-pack. I got, I like, got, I got like sixteen. You know, I'm just like, it's just, it's just right. You know what I'm saying? That glorified body is like for real. And so. And so so the enemy can't threaten me off of my position. If I know that I'm in the right place, he will not be able to threaten me to move from where I am because I'm at the right place at the right time. (laughs) All the time. And so I have no, and so for me, I want everybody to know about Jesus. I want everybody to experience his love. I want to pray with people, and I want I want people. I want to see people walk out the destiny that God has for them. And so, for me, when I get to encounter people, and they're coming in in their in their in their in their lowliest state. And I get to encounter them. I realize that the life that they're living is beneath the life that God has for them. So my desire is to see them walk out destiny that God has for them. So man, goodness, my goodness gracious. I get excited about it. And I'm gonna and I'm, and I'm challenge you because I want you to understand. See, some of y'all, some of you all have this belief that because you do things routinely, you, you just think that's, that that's just the routine. I think, that, I think there's some intentionality inside of your routine. And what I mean by this is that you may get up every morning, get in your car, drive to the same place Monday through Friday, but I want you to understand something. It's, I don't believe that you can have Jesus on the inside of you and then there not to be some intentionality because of that person that pulled up beside you. <laughs> that God just said, oh, that was just a random person. So your ability to see that person beside you should, should bring you to a place to where, to where it causes you to love them even though you don't know them. Causes you to pray for them even though you don't know them. As you walk down the street and someone passes you on the sidewalk and you just, well, just, I'm on my way. I'm busy. I'm, I'm talking on my phone. I'm doing all of my stuff. And you get to a place. I just don't think that you, I need you to understand because you have Jesus on the inside of you there's not just random stuff. I believe there's intention. There, there are some very intentional things that God desires to use you to be able to happen so you have the ability to walk by and just smile at somebody. You say hey to somebody, and I'm telling you, and they get to see the Jesus in you. And Man, this is what we're called to do. Thy kingdom come. God, your will and your ways of doing things come. Be established in my life. Be established here. My goodness gracious. That's what we get to see. That's what we get to do. And now if you understand this, you'll walk away and you'll understand I'm at the right place at the right time all the time. And so I need to understand that I'm supposed to be exactly where I'm at. Doing exactly what I'm doing. God's right here with me. And if God's here, there's some, there's some intentional things, because I want you to understand, I mean, I, mean, I mean, my brother shared up here, God is always pursuing. And I'm just one of those people that I just believe, I'm, I believe I'm standing in the midst of a congregation of people that says, okay, Lord, use me. Use me. Whatever it takes, Lord, use me whatever it takes every head bowed every eye closed hallelujah <laughs> hallelujah father it's my prayer that lord god that the day that lord god that we have awakened that we as your people that lord god that 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 we see purpose and destiny. We see that, Lord God, that not only do you love us, but Lord God, we know that you love everybody, but Lord, we understand how you can use us as an instrument in your hands, an instrument of love. That, Father, we won't allow the enemy to be able to threaten us off of our position, to be able to intimidate us anymore, but Lord, we will rest in the fact of knowing that we're at the right place, at the right time, all the time. Lord, I pray for your, your people here, Lord God. I pray for each and every person here that, Lord God, that, Father, that we would be intentional about loving, intentional about advancing the kingdom. The Father, we give us... Give us ways and ideas and to be able to show you clearly that Jesus would be be magnified and that truth would come forth. Father, I pray for situations that are here, Lord God. People may may be going through hard situations, but Lord, Lord, I'm praying that this word would bring them comfort, that they understand that even in the midst of that situation that you're right there with them. And even if they felt like there was no way out, that Lord God, that they know that you can make a way. Father, bless this house. Bless each and every person. Bless bless the families. Father, expand. Expand for your glory. For your glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, I agree, with, I agree with my brothers and sisters in this place, Lord God. But whatever their situation is, that Lord God, that you take control and you handle it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Thank you for listening to King of Glory Sermon of the Week. Connect with us on Instagram at KOG underscore Asheville and on Facebook at facebook.com slash KOG Asheville.